When I saw that song on the list, or in the set list, I was so excited. We heard that song for the first time at the marriage retreat, and uh, I've been begging Dave, Dave, we got to play that at some other point. And so it took him a couple months, but he finally did it. Thank you, Dave. <laughs> and uh, it was awesome to pull the part singers into the band. You guys are officially in the band now. Come on. Um, I'm excited to, to preach this morning. We're going to talk about dreaming and having dreams. And, uh, you know, if, you're, if you were here last week, Chaz put an end to all New Year's resolutions. So not sure if you took his advice and did not have any New Year's resolutions. Um, I know last year I set New Year's resolutions. I had about five of them and I, I stuck with one. And, uh, yeah, I did not have soda for an entire year. Yes. And I actually start a detox uh, tomorrow for 28 days. Is that how long it is? I got to do my research on this detox I'm about to do. But um, but my cheat, I had a cheat meal yesterday before the detox, and to my shame, my cheat meal was a large Big Mac with a large Coke. <laughs> and you ought to have seen my wife looking at me the whole time. She was like, wanted to see if it was gonna burn, like going down, and I'm like. No, I've been conditioned. My body loves Coke. And so, uh, but uh, it's going to be back to no soda for me, uh, especially going into this detox. Uh, I, it actually was, uh, I thought it was groundbreaking for me. This is, I'm a Southerner through and through. I grew up in Georgia. And um, the world of Coca-Cola was a regular field trip starting in elementary school. Okay, so in, in, in restaurants out there, if you go order a drink, it's like, would you like a Coke or water or tea? And that's how it was. That's how you ordered. And then if you wanted a Coke, it was you had to specify diet or regular. But everything is just Coke. So anyways, that is not part of my lesson. I'm just letting you know about the one New Year's resolution I kept. The first time I think I've ever kept a, a little New Year's resolution like that for an entire year. And I was pretty fired up. But um, whether you do New Year's resolutions or not, you all have dreams, right? Do we have any dreamers here? Do we have any people that used to be dreamers and you're not dreaming anymore because that, you're just too old for that and you're too realistic for that? I don't know. We, we have, but we all have dreams. And I, I like this title because uh, you ever had that said to you in your dreams? Any brothers here had that said to them in your dreams? Probably a few times. I know I've had it said to me a few times. Um, the story we're going to look at, we're going to look at in the Old Testament, Genesis 37, we're going to be looking at Joseph, where God, Joseph comes to picture and God is working through Joseph in his dreams. And we see God do that many times where we're literally in people's dreams. He is speaking to them and giving them a vision about what's going to happen and, and, and what his plans are. But, but it's, it's hard to interpret these dreams. And so we're going to unpack some of this a little bit and hopefully by the end of it uh, there's one question that i think most of us have are do my plans and my desires and my dreams line up with god anybody ever wondered that is what i'm doing right now is this what god really wants me to do you don't have to be super religious to ask that type of question but i know that when i get to the end of my life I want to I want to I want to know the answer to that. God, is this really 
Like, I, I, I walk through my days so often thinking, is this what you want me to do? So I can't answer that for every individual person here today, but I think there is an answer that will tell you if you're in the right ballpark or not. Amen? So let's pray before we look at the Scriptures. Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you for your word. We thank you for your son. And, uh, Lord, um, we are nothing without you. And, God, I pray that as we look at the Scriptures today, as we draw inspiration from Joseph, that we can have dreams that line up with you and be on the same page with you. It's in your son's name I pray. Amen. Genesis chapter 37, we, hear, we pick up the story with Joseph. And um, verse 2, it says, this is the account of Jacob's family line. Joseph, a young man of 17, was tending the flocks with his brothers, the son of Bilhah and the sons of Zilpah, his father's wives. And he brought their father a bad report about them. Now Israel who is also Jacob, loved Joseph more than any of his other sons because he had been born to him in his old age. He had made an ornate robe for him. When his brothers saw that their father loved him more than any of them, they hated him and could not speak a kind word to him. Joseph had a dream, and when he told it to his brothers, they hated him all the more. Okay. Joseph, by the way, is going to be the hero of our story this morning, but he just doesn't get a good introduction, right? Okay, one, he's the youngest. He's a snitch. What do snitches get? We all know that. He just got done telling on his brothers. He's our, and he's, he's the favorite son, okay? And so, so his father had four wives, but his, and he got tricked into one of those, and the other one we're, we're done out of desperation. The other two wives were out of desperation. The, the wife that he really loved was Rebecca, who was Joseph's mom, who has passed away at this point by the time we get to this story. But, um, and Joseph was the firstborn of that. And Joseph had another brother named Benjamin. But Benjamin, I think why he wasn't the favorite son is because Benjamin probably reminded his dad of losing his mom because his mom died giving birth to his younger brother. So Joseph, out of the 12 sons, is the favorite. He's one of the youngest. He's the favorite. And everybody knows it because his dad has bought him and made him this nice robe, this ornate robe. And, you know, if you were a kid, you, you, had, you, you saw the, the robe of many colors. And so we don't know if it's because it's colorful or it's, got, it's just longer and gaudier and just, you know, just more noticeable. But, but everybody knew that Joseph was the favorite son. So the story of our hero, it doesn't start that great. And maybe that's how your year has already started. Maybe you're like, I had dreams, I had visions, but we're, we're about five days in, and I've already stopped it. I already went back on my promise. I already had my soda. There can be a reset. Joseph had a dream. And when he told it to his brothers, they hated him all the more. This is the dream. He said to them, listen to this dream I had. Guys, you guys, you're going to love this. We were binding sheaves of grain out in the field when suddenly my sheaf rose and stood upright while your sheaves gathered around mine and bowed down to it. I mean, that's just going to fire your brothers up who already don't like you, isn't it? His brother said to him, do you intend to reign over us? Will you actually rule us? 
And they hated him all the more because of his dream and what he had said. And then he just pours more salt on the womb. And he said, guys, I had another dream. Listen to this one. He said, I had another dream. And this time, the sun and moon and 11 stars were bowing down to me. The 11 stars meaning his brothers, the sun and moon meaning his mom and dad. Then his, when, his, when he told his father, as well as his brothers, his father steps in and he rebuked him. What is this dream you had? Will your mother and I and your brothers actually come and bow down to the ground before you? His brothers were jealous of him, but his father kept the matter in mind. And then one day his brothers are out in the fields. And his father sends him to look for him. And Joseph's life takes a drastic turn because they see him off in the distance and what they say is, here comes that dreamer. Come now, let's kill him. Now his story doesn't end there. He doesn't get killed. But from here we know Joseph gets thrown into a cistern. He gets sold into slavery. And then his brothers lie about it to cover it up and convince their dad that he was killed by a wild animal. Man, they killed the dreamer. There's a couple truths about dreamers. Dreamers are set apart. And dreamers also pay a price. Anybody here know of some dreamers? You think about dreamers out there, dreamers that, that, that in society that we look at, and this is just dreamers in general, people that, that we admire, like they, they, they stand out. You know, you think about like the technology, technological dreamers, the, you know, like the Elon Musks of the world. You know, those guys where you're like, yeah, there's just something different about them. Okay, they, they, they're functioning at a different level. Or the, or the Oprah Winfrey's of the world. Like, there's just something different driving them. But you know they're set apart, and you know that they've paid a price to get to that point. You know, there's this video that I love to watch every now and then, and it just always makes me think about, th- this is what it's like to be a dreamer, to follow God's dreams. Because dreamers, it's a little uncomfortable. And it it costs something. This is what it makes me feel like. Yeah, boy. Yeah, when you're following dreams, it can feel a little bit like that, right? When you're following, especially the dreams that God has laid out for you. Because, you know, I'm going to fast forward. Joseph is going to end up second in charge in Egypt, which arguably you could say he's the second most powerful man in the known world at that time. But this is how it started. He gets open about his dreams and he gets sold into slavery and then life takes a drastic turn. Sometimes... Dreaming for God and the dreams that God gives you can send you down a path that feels like that bike ride we just saw. Now, we could sit here and talk about Joseph and like, hey, did Joseph make a mistake by talking too much? Any, I mean, we got dreamers here. Do we have people that like to post about their dreams? You know, I think there, there is something to be said about, you know, hey, maybe, maybe we shouldn't always talk about it. We should be more about it. We don't always have to talk about it, but there also is something to respect about somebody who is not scared to say, here's my dream. Here's what I'm doing. 
I don't know. I'm a dreamer. I, I like I like vision and I really like being around people that have vision. We can sit around all day and just talk about here. What are we going to do? How is God going to move this year? You know, and I love that. We just had a vision night with the singles and I, you know, I had to cut it off at like after an hour and a half of us just talking about ideas we get, we have to make a difference in the community of singles here in Santa Clarita. Cause I was like, but, but I was really exhilarated, but I could tell some people were getting a little tired. <laughs> and then we went and watched a great movie after that. But dreamers, they set, they're set apart, but they also pay a price. You know, you watch a video like that and you don't see the work that goes into conquering mountains like that. You don't see the falls that the guy had to go through to have the confidence to get on a ridge like that, that he was going to go down. You don't see the money that he spent on the equipment that's required to traverse a mountain like that. Our father, God in heaven, he had a dream to be with us. And he paid a price. With Jesus. All great dreamers pay a price. All of them are set apart. You know, thinking of uh, dreams, I've often asked myself if my dreams are lined up with what God wants for me. You know, on the outside looking in, looking at Joseph's dreams, they look very self-serving. It's all about me. It's all about, okay, I'm standing on top and you're bowing down to me. That's what his dreams look like, which is why I think his brothers got bothered by it. Even his dad got bothered by it. It's funny, though, because his dad, he took note of it because his father was a dreamer, too. Remember that? Jacob's ladder. His father had some dreams himself. I've had dreams before. Um, I was telling Lashana some of my dreams yesterday and she started laughing at me. Because there was one dream that I'm especially kind of like, I've never really told her. I was like, I used to dream. This is as, I think my first dream job as a kid, sixth grade, was paleontologist. I came home one day, I'd drawn a dinosaur, and I told my mom I want to be a paleontologist. I didn't want to be a policeman or a firefighter or a doctor. Never, ever wanted to be that. I wanted to dig dinosaurs up. Um, I used to want to be a comedian. That's the one she laughed at. And the truth is, uh, the campus and singles know this about me. When we go to Lake Buena Vista and we're sitting around the campfire, I want people to tell jokes, right? We'll be sitting around. If you, have, you guys have had this experience with me where I'll be like, does anybody have a joke? And what I'm secretly asking you to do is to ask me to tell a joke. <laughs> you get where I'm going with that? The truth is, I have one joke, and that's the only joke I have. I don't have time to go through it here. With you, it takes me about six to seven minutes, and I have to act it out, and I'm not going to do that right now. We don't have the time. Um, I also grew up, I loved reading all the uh, Jason Bourne novels and watching the Jason Bourne movies, and so I've definitely had dreams of being Jason Bourne. That doesn't line up with being a preacher. I'm just grateful nobody told me, Aaron, you want to be a comedian? Follow that dream. You want to be Jason Bourne? You can do it, son. Follow your dreams. You know, are we saying that to ourselves when maybe we shouldn't? Follow your dreams. Do what's best for you. You can make it on American Idol. I know you can. You have a beautiful voice. There's like maybe one person here that could maybe go try out there. But uh, 
man, some of us, some of us need to be told <laughs> that's a dream for you that you don't need to post about, that you don't need to talk about. Just keep it to yourself. But how many of us are sitting around thinking about our dreams and thinking, man, I just want to follow my dreams. And we're not asking the question of, man, do my dreams line up with God's dreams? Do they? Maybe we've got to ask that question. God's dream is to build up people. That's what God wants. When you read through scriptures, all you see is God trying to position his people to be built up and brought closer to him. That's all God wants. That's all he wants for you. That's all he wants for me. He wants us to have a relationship with him and he wants us to have a relationship with one another. That's all God wants for us. He wants us to build up people. So if you're here and you're wondering, man, is my dream actually line up with God's dreams? Maybe ask yourself that. Is my dream about me and my glory and getting me to the pedestal and getting me to a position where other people are going to be bowing down around me and worshiping me and honoring me? Is my dream about my comfort? You know, sometimes that's what we dream about. We dream about making a lot of money so that we can have the big house and be comfortable. Sometimes we dream about Fridays. Anybody here dream about Friday or whatever the last day of the week is for you? You dream about Friday because guess what I'm going to do this weekend? Absolutely nothing. I'm going to binge watch my TV shows. And then guess what? You still have the same problems after you're done binge watching your TV shows that you did before you started. How many of us sit back? You know, I'm looking forward to my weekend because I have free time. To spend time with my God. I have free time to spend time with my family. I got some free time to spend time with God's family that he's put in my life. It looks the same. I'm excited about Friday. Both people are excited about Friday, but we act different because our motivation and our dreams are different. You know, the fact is about Joseph, you know, one of the things that I've learned about studying out Joseph and, and looking at his life is... I wonder how Joseph felt about these dreams that God gave him, because truthfully, they got him into some trouble. They almost got him killed. They got him thrown in. To, he got put into slavery, and then that led him into prison. And, you know, but the whole time you watch it, you, you read about Joseph, and that there's a few statements that keep coming up. The Lord was with him in everything he did. And it even says that other people noticed that the Lord was with him in everything he did. That's why he got put in charge at Potiphar's house. That's why he got put in charge at the prison where he was a slave or he was in prison. But the guys in charge said, wow, you have such great character and you have such great integrity. I'm just going to put you in charge because it is noticeable to me that the Lord is with you. You know, one of the things I was thinking about is that when we align our purposes to God's dreams, your dreams will end up following along. And what I mean by that is like, Joseph just went into these environments and was a giver. 
And he did well with what he had. And then he got more responsibility. And then what happens after that is Pharaoh, or the, the leader of Egypt, finds out about Joseph. And Joseph had this ability to interpret dreams. And then he calls for somebody that could interpret dreams. And after Joseph, he had been left in prison for a couple of years. But, the, you know, the, I think it was the cupbearer that remembers him. And he's like, hey, I remember a guy that can interpret dreams. Let's bring him in. Joseph interprets the dream for Pharaoh. Pharaoh puts him in charge of all of Egypt. But... The thing about Joseph is all throughout this process, he just did the right thing. He was all about his purpose. I remember when I started coming to church, I was searching for God, but I was searching for purpose too. One of the most impactful scriptures to me was Matthew 28 of Jesus Given that last charge, go make disciples of all nations. And for me, it, like, I was just like, oh, so that's what I'm supposed to do. Like, I can spend the rest of my life doing that. I was selling phones at AT&T at the time. But I, I was like, man, now I look forward to getting done with my workday so I can go home and study the Bible with somebody. I look forward to hitting my bonuses so that I could take more people out to eat, so I could study the Bible with more people and I could be more giving. You know, my, my purpose shifted. And then my dream started to shift with it because all of a sudden I decided I'm going to be all about my purpose. And then now all I want to do is be with people and help people and honor people and figure out how can I connect people to God and how can I connect people with one another and how can I can help people reconcile relationships. It became all about People, hi. <laughs> She's so cute. <laughs> you know, that, that became what I was all about. And, uh, you know, when, when you've been there, you know, I, I appreciate so much. He's going to hate me for saying this because I didn't ask him if I can, but I appreciate my brother Mike Hammer back there. Yep. Mike Hammer is uh, high up there. He works with uh, trash, waste management. <laughs> <laughs> Mike works at Waste Management, but, uh, he, you know, he's one of their uh, high-up executive guys, and uh, he has a lot of responsibility. And, but but um, we've been in a discipling one-another relationship for the last year and a half, and watching Mike study the Bible with people, and then afterwards we get done and we talk about it. And... Uh, Mike will tell me, man, despite the hard years or the hard times that I go through, there's, there's nothing better than helping people get to God. He says, that's all I want to do, help my family and help people. What's your motivation? What's your dreams? Do your dreams line up with God's dreams? Are you living out the purpose that God calls you to do? It's all about people. If all you're trying to do is get comfortable or take care of your needs or be put on a pedestal, you're going to be left unfulfilled the whole time. Are your purposes aligned with God's dreams? Because I promise that when you get there, your dreams will follow.
In Genesis chapter 41, I found something pretty interesting. By this time, Joseph had been in Egypt. They were preparing for the famine that was coming that Joseph had predicted through Pharaoh's dreams. And here, Joseph started a family himself. It says, before the years of the famine came, two sons were born to Joseph. And Joseph named his firstborn. Now, when you name your children, we talked about this. We just got done preaching a series about the names. It was important. It had some meaning. And he names his first son Manasseh. And look what he says about this. He says, it is because God has made me forget all my trouble in all my father's household. Joseph was about 30 at this point, about 13 years later or so. And he's moving on. He moved past his household. He moved past his past. He was, he was done with it, apparently. He's second in charge in Egypt. Still being righteous. Still living out a purpose. But he still has yet to fulfill the dreams that God had for him. And the famine comes. And his brothers get word that Egypt has food. And they show up. Verse Chapter 42, verse 8. You go back and read the whole story. I'm just giving you the, the Cliff Notes version here. Although Joseph recognized his brothers, they did not recognize him. And it says, then he remembered his dreams about them. And Joseph would go on to save his entire family. And the whole nation of Israel and the story of God's people. And this would be a bridge to Exodus where Moses would come in. And then Joshua. And then it would lead all the way to Jesus. Like, this was because... Of a dream. Not Joseph's dream. The dream that God put in Joseph about people. See, from the outside looking in, Joseph's dream looked all about himself. It looked all about him being on top and people bowing down to him. The truth is, he got to that high position only so he could serve and save. What are you using your position for right now? Maybe you're like Joseph and, and you've kind of, you've had the dreams at one point. You had dreams for people. You were one of those people out there door knocking. I've heard about those stories where people used to door knock. And, uh, you know, I've heard, you know, Nate Hines got a wife out of that. But, you know, there are some benefits there. You used to be all about people, but now you said, nah, you know, I've been hurt too much. It's been too difficult. I've had too many people, too many of my friends that I've invested in and dreamed about walk away from me. So I stopped dreaming. I forgot all about it. They're just my Manasseh. Maybe that's where you're at. And his brothers show up and Joseph remembers his dreams. And I just want to remind everybody that God's dreams are always better and deeper than ours. The way I read the story about Joseph, I think Joseph was trying to forget the dream. But then God put him in this position to realize that, wow, no, I'm not putting you on this pedestal so people can bow down to you. I'm putting you on this pedestal so that you can save people, so that you can serve people. What if that is all God has planned for you this year? Would that be enough? Would it be enough? And you don't have to go to second in charge of your company 
or the class president or something like that? What if it's just about one or a couple or your family? Where it's just, you know what, my dream this year is to do everything and, and live with a purpose of people and saving people. Saving people from themselves, saving people from hell, saving people from relationship issues. What if that was all I dreamed about? I don't know what your dreams are this year. I don't know what resolutions you had this year. But I can tell you, if it's about people, I think you're in the same ballpark as God. I think you can look back at the year and say, well, despite what might happen this year, because, you know, sometimes we don't know what is going to happen. We've had a crazy year. I look back at my year last year, and it was a it was a roller coaster of a year. But, man, when I look back, I like there were some souls saved and some amazing souls saved. I was so fired up to end the year saving a soul. Like two days before the year is over, we're baptizing Jen Chavez. And I'm just, I was just fired up by that because I was like, wow, this is what it's all about. It's all about people. Despite what's happened, it's all about people. So if you have the dream, keep it. If you've lost the dream, reignite it. Connect back with God because his dreams, they're always better than ours. Don't forget the dreams that God has. Align yourself with God's dreams. Make that your purpose. In everything you do, your work, your school, man, you got to figure out how to make it all about people somehow. Amen. Let's be all about people. Let's line up with God's dreams as we start 2020. We're going to stand up and close in one final song.